0: At the fucking desk, we record these things on. By the way, he has coasters with a, uh, I guess they're dogs next to beer on them. Which, as far as I can tell, are Sam's two core values: dogs and beer. I don't know if you really have like a, you don't really have like a moral philosophy, as far as I can tell, or
1: dogs, beer, um, lots of black pepper on things, lots of black pepper. Have you tried putting black pepper in your beer, or on your dog? All right, so here's the thing, I'm. Betting that there's some sort of beer out there that was brewed with black peppercorns in there. Beer's fun like that. You can do cool <laughs> shit with it.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I think guys like you sort of assume that dogs are on our side, and uh, I'm not fucking convinced. I think that uh, I think that despite all the breeding, they might have their own agenda kicking about sausages. I mean, yes. I mean, like, our... like
1: here's the thing. I don't disagree with you, but, like, you're going to be disappointed by the complexity of this agenda, of which there is little.
0: So this isn't going to be an instrumentality riff, is it? It's just going to be the word snossages, circled Stosses. three times,
1: underlined, there's a little star next to it. Their their main plan, Denard, is when they see another dog, to be like, hey, 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 until they can't see him anymore. I know, so kind of nefarious to me. And Would then you trust the next who... time they see a dog... They're gonna be like, hey, 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 until they can't see him anymore. And you'd never guess what they're gonna plan on doing the next time they see a dog.
0: Let's see. I think they're, they're going gonna going fuck to see...
1: it this time. This time they're gonna fuck it.
0: You see, this is why I don't fucking trust them, because they don't ask, hey, is that dog into it? They just sort of leap into action. And no no, I think we have words for that in a human town, but
1: Well no, I It's oddly comforting, right? Because the idea of consent is such a human idea, right? But it shows how far we've come.
0: Fair, fair, but um, I don't know the having the repressed murder monster kicking in the background. Like, I guess we've nerfed their
1: intelligence to such a degree. That's the uh, that's the cat. The cats still murder. They just do the, that, like every day. You look at a list of like the deadliest predators in the world by the numbers. House cats. They top the list every time. (laughs) Are they
0: tripping old ladies in their fucking home?
1: I mean, like, think about it. This is like Shadow of the fucking Colossus here. There's so much shit around for them to kill. Like, you got bugs, you have mice, you have cockroaches. I guess that's a bug. You have, you know, all of these, all of this stuff, birds sometimes, I guess. Like, the ones that are allowed outdoors and they're really crafty. House cats kill things. You want
0: your fucking pet to defend you? Don't you want the well-heeled, well-oiled killing machine? Keeps itself fresh, ready for action when action comes through? Or do you want your dog, who, aside from the more predatory breeds, when trouble goes down, will inspect the flavor of their ball? <laughs> Sometimes they will play our, with your intruder.
1: I do remember um, our house got robbed once, uh, you know, back in our hometown that'd be telling people listen to us uh and uh Gus was there the whole time <laughs> did not put up a fight oh, at all shit. probably like probably didn't even notice that the guy was there if anything probably like came up it's like hi hello Well, wow, so that's his way of uh, earning his fucking kibble I guess well because I don't look for dogs as a you know defender of my home they're just they're friends
0: That's why I think the uh, sort of generic insult towards the police of calling them the dogs of the state is more, is effective (laughs) on levels that people don't really realize. Because they're thinking like vicious attack dogs or oppression, but dogs of the state also captures a sort of spirit of ineptitude that inevitably infects the average police department.
1: (laughs) I, I wish that they were more inept than vicious. Sometimes they are, not often enough.
0: Fair, fair. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that because my brother's on the police force. Hey, Jensen, you're inept. <laughs> Man, you can really feel that uh, that antisocial paprika.
1: In my experience, paprika is very social. It plays well with basically any other spice.
0: In my experience, I know how to cook three complex dishes, and they are pretty much all on mechanical pilot. From <laughs> if you. Wrote down how certain technologies worked, and the world ended. And they're working off that scroll to operate laptops, like the druids just mechanically imitating a process they assume is magical. That is what my cooking is like, and it works. <laughs> but I can't tell you how fucking MS DOS prompts work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, um, with all dogs of the policing and technology, I'm going to super awkwardly segue to Weebu Hell Show One of the episode. This one's called. I like this title. ID semicolon invaded I think it's id. it invaded oh. well you you wanna you wanna spit on my face oh you little dropping that way. in
1: conversation with people the last couple days
0: I've only been talking to a few people I respect a few days so like saying, having a
1: friend you know you've known or no like a co-worker you've known for months and you've been calling them like Dave or something like that and you know their their real name is like Clint except they're too polite to correct you. <laughs> Here's a mini story before we get into the fucking
0: episode proper, by the way. So there's the whole online expression, original poster, op,
1: or op. Op. It's op. I don't I, know anyone who's ever pronounced it op.
0: You know one person pronounced it I op. I know one person it it I it was, said yeah. op, and you acted like I just confessed <laughs> to my love of just fisting horses for recreational purposes. <laughs> Not even sexual, just like, you know, to get a good arm workout in. Is the t- fucking treatment I got from this fuck about that. I mean,
1: like, where else are you supposed to get a forearm pump? It's such a hard place to exercise. Flares, Although, like, man. hold on. You gotta I'm do flares. It, I'm doing it in my... I'm doing it right now. I think it's more of, like, a lat exercise now that I'm thinking about it. Sam,
0: I really have to say, you really specialize in the visual gags in this fucking podcast. <laughs> Alas. All right, so, id... Semicolon invaded. If you're a zero punctuation person, I don't know. Throw the fucking throw up sound there. Though. I don't know, I'm not against the semi- semicolon. That's right. Shots fired. We're taking a stand. I'm taking a stand for creative
1: people everywhere. It invade. Yeah, I, I'm i not particularly bothered by semicolons. But I'll, also, I'm not really just getting paid to be bothered by semicolons. That's fair. Give me a good
0: 20 an hour. And I can be pissed about any punctuation mark. Like, I oh, Absolutely. Look
1: at- I'll I'll take uh, here's the thing. Wait, we meant we fuck. meant colon, not Colin. semi-colon. I Colin. know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if I'm gonna try to edit out the word semi God or just it. include this little chunk where we trip on our own dick. But all right, so this show it's a uh, I guess simplest description.
1: Um, it's oh, first. Right. It's smarter than Darwin's game, dumber than psychopaths. It's like it yeah. occupies and that little thing, territory right there.
0: And this thing is um very. I don't know if it's influence or just the force of trends. I'm just going to say influence because I have a very narrow media world. And I like to think there are lines I can draw. But it's very influenced by the sort of psychopath mold. Um, to be specific, this is a sci-fi, like, police procedural slash mystery slash what have you, where we got um six episodes deep. Five. I was trying to make a scene proper. The last one was a two-parter we could extrapolate. Okay, we're five episodes deep.
1: I mean, there's ten episodes now, I'm pretty sure. I feel like they probably get the guy. <laughs>
0: There's a chance. There's a chance. I don't know how many
1: mysteries just end with the criminal just they don't they never even figure out who it is. It just ends. Oh, oh. Um, Memories of Murder, directed by Bong joon Ho, who you know that Parasite that was him. Uh one of my favorite fucking serial killer movies, and the guy never even shows up on screen.
0: That's right, everyone. Woo Buhel is international, American media, Korean media. There actually is American media later in the episode. Yes, but yeah, focus. On, okay, it invaded.
1: Id. Well, he kind of shows up for a second, but like really out of focus in the background. It, it's cool. It was a really fucking scary scene. Memories of murder. Everyone should watch Memories of right, Murder. Right, right, you heard right. it here. Let's zoom in on this show. I thought this show had
0: a had a pretty uh creative spirit. I thought it had a spark to it.
1: Yes, it had a very uniquely like a very uniquely anime premise. Uh, one of the things I've often said that I love about anime is that they can come up with just a wild ass premise. And sometimes they can deliver on it, and this time, I think they mostly did. Yeah, I'd say they mostly did. Like, it descends (laughs)
0: into silliness a lot, but... A little bit, yes. But, I don't know, it's on the wavelength of... I need an example that's slightly smarter than SVU. Okay, way smarter than SVU. Oh, yeah, like, way the fuck... Way, way the fuck smarter. Like, that would be doing this show a disservice to compare it to fucking SVU. But the reason that SVU comes up is that... Criminal Minds. Criminal minds, okay. There we go. It's like criminal minds. Serial killers come up a fuck ton. The concepts behind the killers aren't fucking silly. And the way that they chase these killers, and this is a creative hook. It works in my opinion. They have a phlebotonum device. A murder
1: detecting machine. A murder
0: detecting machine is one thing. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. They fold the it in front I of like... them like
1: a giger counter. It's great. Wee wee. There was murder
0: here. I would compare it more to one of those handheld fucking treasure detectors that you walk alongside the fucking beach with. Yes. But the interesting and better sci-fi concept that they have in this fucking show...
1: Is because of the murder detector machine. They yes, have
0: They have a machine that basically lets someone project themselves into this sort of abstract world where they can
1: collect information on the case. It's kind of the mind of the serial killer, but kind of not. It's, it, it's, it's like sort based of... based on impressions of the serial killer's I, I mind? Think, I think the the way... Because it's never... It is sort of explained, but it's also sort of left for you to interpret is, I'm pretty sure, um, the murder particles, and I'm only kind of paraphrasing, uh, the right? The specific
0: phrasing is cognition particles, cognition and I particles almost turned it off at that, that point.
1: Because it's so fucking dumb and so fucking not real. Uh... Uh, The cognition particles, right, that are left behind the scenes of crimes, right, um, can be used, I guess, uh, by this sort of minority report machine type thing as a backdoor into the minds of the uh, killers that these cognition particles (laughs) were shed by or belonged to, right? Um, And each of them has their own sort of um, map,
0: yeah, their own map, each one like, has sort of a physics gimmick or a visual gimmick. Yeah, I, like each, each, I say the word gimmick, but I actually like it a lot.
1: The idea is that every single, you know, killer that they go after, right, has a sort of visual representation of their psychosis present in their mind. Yeah. Right. Uh, which takes the form of uh, at one point it was a whole bunch of disjointed, you know, pieces of a town just kind of floating around in uh, empty space. In another case, It was a street full of burning buildings that are actively blowing the fuck up.
0: And it's usually not arbitrary. Like Sometimes the logic is a leap, Mm -hmm. but um, it it tends to tie back in some kind of perceptible way to how they're going to piece this case together. Some of these cases, they piece together. Oh, the one thing I forgot to mention. The detective that goes into this world and... It's a game we don't even do the first time because if you watch him go through it every time, it might get kind of fucking boring. But he wakes up with no memory that he is a detective or any of that. He has to figure out what he was sent here
1: to do or what even all of this is. But the idea is that because he's so good, he figures it out pretty quickly every time. Which works and doesn't work in the first episode, in that sometimes you feel
0: like, okay, come on, roll it along here. I get it. He's piecing the thing together. But it also, um, it's definitely one of the more media of the end media reses i've seen i guess
1: yeah i mean the first this this first episode i honestly almost feel like if you haven't watched this show yet then we just kind of ruined the fun little surprise that you sort of come in on um all right sorry probably should have put a a spoiler warning before this but uh, it's uh, it's it's too late now um i think it's
0: innate to reviews themselves though right
1: like, I guess. I, know. I, I I see a whole lot of people doing it on YouTube, that sort of thing.
0: Okay, maybe I'll jackknife something in earlier. If there's not a spoiler warning at the start of this episode, it means that Denard doesn't
1: love you. <laughs> so there's not going to be a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks for the spoiler for that. <laughs> well, I guess they would have already gone past. That. Oh, oh no! Nope. Time travel, Oh, now okay. we're getting recursive. All right, all right. Walking, walking past that. Walking past that. Machine gunning okay. head before I start drawing that fucking diagram of Back to the Future plot lines, and the whole thing doesn't fucking work. But whatever. Why does he want to fuck his mom? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first serial killer we get, Hole Man. Hole Man. Hole Man's gimmick is that. At one point, he tried to kill himself by doing the skull of a power drill, and it didn't take. For but- some
1: reason, this gave him a two-faced scar um, instead of just, you know, you know, like a hole.
0: Yeah, that's a fucking like unanswered question. But yeah, his um, amateur trepanning...
1: I do not think that they plan on answering this question, by the way. It's just they came up with the character design first and the backstory second. That's my That's my theory. I'm sticking with it.
0: I'm. I, I could follow that. I could follow that. But yeah, and he's got this scar on his face. It's huge. Sometimes I really do think they're making. It's up such good a, shit. A lot of this show, as it fucking goes along,
1: um, to a degree. I think there's some of it that they wrote ahead, and some of it that they uh, definitely did not. That's
0: <laughs> right. When it comes to trepanning, man. Does he, so he's convinced he has to share the insight of this whole with the world <laughs> and he keeps talking about holes <laughs> yeah he mostly has hole based dialogue like, it's like talking to a fraternity member in a way like <laughs> it, it is monomaniacal and i guess i won't ride the full spoiler train but i found him very amusing but i admired the show's way of using its device to get to him how the fuck did they do that again we can leave some mystery oh, for sure. the mystery yeah, show, yeah, yeah, but, it, uh, but it uses sort of the gimmick of his like world physics, and there's a lot of very video gamey logic, which, I don't know, that's
1: familiar to me, and I'm 28, so I guess that's just the new normal now, so... I think all anime has video gamey logic to it nowadays. Like, this is... This, this is, is been just nine years. now. There's been nine years now of this setting in, for yeah. better or for worse. But, hey, it's not Isekai. Not it, really. It is not Isekai. <laughs>
0: um... Though, ironically, it relies heavily on someone being thrown Throwing into another, into another world, world with no context, but it's different. It, it,
1: it's different. No, no, it's like, it's, it's far more, Yeah, you know, it's far more, again, minority runner. Um, minority
0: runner, yes, which, once again, the echoes a psychopath, including there is a character that is a scrappy young female detective slowly being confronted with a
1: With corrupt the, world. the corrupt world and the
0: system that, the,
1: you know, she has well, put her trust in for... Some reason. As of
0: episode five, it seems to be less a corrupt system and more just the population becoming I think it has to be at least 10% serial killers. I know.
1: Oh yeah, no. I was I was I was excited to get to this because it's fucking great. Because if you think about it, right? Um this show is just so fucking full of serial killers. It's like a goddamn (laughs) it's like a goddamn fucking circus out there. And you just sort of have to imagine what kind of world they happen to be living in. And you kind of get Glimpses of it, and it's not too amazingly different uh, from the world we live in today, so I do not think, I do not know if they um, bother to do too much world building around this, but there's like dozens of them, and Dude. they're all in Japan, they all seem to be in the
0: greater Tokyo area. The density of serial killers is if if you ask someone what their job is, and they said air traffic controller, that is the number of serial killers per capita <laughs> that are in this fucking world. <laughs> Like everything you need to keep JetBlue go- going, they are running around killing people with different fucking gimmicks. Oh, and
1: they've got such a silly fucking name too. Like um, what would, what was it? Like the disseminator or something? No, it wasn't that. It was there, the, there was the perforator. The perforator. There we go. That's Drill Guy. Whole Guy. His name was the perforator. Yeah, uh, they, and then there was the grave sounds-
0: digger who has a gimmick of. Do you guys like Kill Bill? Whatever. If you're watching my podcast, you have to watch Kill Bill. Fuck anime, watch Kill Bill.
1: So Yeah, fuck
0: anime. If you watch anime, fuck you. So um the Gravedigger's gimmick is basically
1: doing the thing Buck did to Beatrix Kiddo. Or if you saw that Ryan Reynolds film Which I didn't. Nor did I. But it was it was it was like it was like the Beatrix Kiddo um thing that Buck did, except the entire movie was that. Also I mean, he died. <laughs> now you don't have to watch a ryan reynolds film oh I did is he, he weeaboo hell cancelled no one involved in the production of green lantern gets any forgiveness
0: here's a little backstory on that one people uh, mr lego here who i am watching seethe from an interesting angle his favorite um i'd say Comic book panel thing that didn't come out of the weeaboo spectrum might be uh, Geoff Johns and Company's Green Lantern
1: runs. It's up there these days. I think it probably has been knocked out of the top spot, but it's up there at the at the time in to, in 2011, it was occupying the top spot. Yeah, so he uh, vibrates
0: along that frequency.
1: Then, I don't know who directed the Green Lantern film, but Ryan Reynolds starred Martin in it. Martin Campbell is the guy's name. Here's the thing. He did Casino Royale. My favorite Bond film, right?
0: Ah, uh, well, I don't know. never underestimate the studio's ability to fuck up a good thing.
1: Here's the thing. He's a studio guy. Um, He's a studio guy. They hired him because they wanted their own Iron Man. So he, uh, they basically shoved a script in his face and said, make Iron Man, except make Iron Man. Why isn't this Iron Man yet? And then he kind of did what they told him to do, and it didn't work because... You know, DC films or Warner Brothers or whatever really know on, uh, really only know how to chase the echoes of a good idea rather than come up with their own.
0: Yep. So anyway, this the uh, acting centerpiece of this fucking version. Oh, of uh, the right. yeah. a an uh, podcast. Senor Ryan Reynolds. Friend. Oh well, okay, motherfucker. Yeah. This, this this podcast is an hour long. <laughs> Give me four minutes to talk about yeah, whatever. Yeah, go, go for it, go for it, yeah. I talked about a mall in Japan for ten. So <laughs> yeah, um, Ryan Reynolds. Um, I, I guess he's
1: weeaboo hell canceled. I didn't like the Deadpool films either, but that's mostly just because I don't like Deadpool very much. It wasn't really his fault that I didn't like him in it because I was not exactly rooting for that movie.
0: Your weakness um in terms of media consumption, you you really cannot process a certain wavelength of humor where I guess they are laughing at the mode
1: itself. I guess it's Which is weird because I love Orange Cassidy. Mm. Yeah, we're the same energy, right? It's a very similar energy. For some reason, it works for one and doesn't for the other. Speaking of
0: laughter and
1: serial kim- killer gimmicks
0: within ID Invaded. ID Invaded. That's right. Doubling down. It's 2020. When you're wrong, you plant yourself by the tree of fucking freedom and say, this is how it works. So, yeah. Speaking of... <laughs> serial... you,
1: wanted, you want to try again? <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> Speaking of serial killer gimmicks in... Fucking id invaded. There is one we have to talk to, about.
1: Oh man, there is alluded to a killer.
0: Who is maybe one of the greatest things I've heard of in my I life? I don't
1: know how no one has ever come up with this before because it's
0: so fucking perfect. This guy's called the challenger and he makes you fight him. <laughs> he
1: just He just goes up he just goes into your house <laughs> and he says, Here's how it's gonna be <laughs> He goes to your house and it says Listen here, brother <laughs>
0: This year at SummerSlam, you're going down <laughs> to the ground six feet deep. I mean it. <laughs> and um Sam can't help but visualize. It's if Scott Steiner didn't have wrestling. <laughs> like, this is what would have happened to him if he had
1: not had a creative outlet. It's just like, <laughs> i was just just taking what's trying to test me, Clarice. I need to spill it for some beans and an nice chianti. <laughs>
0: Why would you go and find your balls so I could tear them off? You son of a bitch! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Am I on steroids? baby, But you're going to wish you were when I tear off your fucking arms and play boggles on your head.
0: Well, I think that's a rock line from Fast and Furious. Whatever. You get the wavelength. It is fucking magic i
1: want to see this guy i want this guy to be the main antagonist of this show because he's like it's explained that he is a posthumous character the uh the reason that the main character right oh the main character is also in jail too that's like that's a thing he was a he was a detective um and he's in jail now right and it's heavily implied that he is in jail because he killed the challenger (laughs) why would you do that that's This is the fucking goose that laid the golden egg. Oh, man.
0: Okay. I haven't seen the rest of the show yet. I better get that flashback. I'm not usually a flashback on a lot of mediums. Anime may have overplayed its hands on the flashback as a device. But give me my motherfucking Challenger flashback. I want it
1: so fucking bad. I want him to be Scott Steiner. I know he won't, but I want it so bad. Someone needs to get
0: F5'd. That is... That is so great. That is so great. So... All right, so I gotta talk about this show's weakness, which is uh,
1: murder detection device. <laughs> just fucking dust for prints, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> I can't imagine how many billions of dollars this technology costs. <laughs> like, you could work. You know how hard it is. It's, uh, uh, the work is almost done for you, right? Because you've got all of these fucking IT company. You've got you know all these um no these um ISPs and shit, right? You've yeah. got you know Verizon. You know, you have uh, Google, all these things that track your location, (laughs) just because it benefits them, because they can make money off of it, making your job as a detective so much fucking easier. It's almost impossible in, you know, the year of our Lord 2020 to be a serial killer anymore. It's so fucking easy to find them. Yeah,
0: you know, when they're making the last fucking Grand Theft Auto game... the developers have interview after interview talking about how they have to sort of work around actually this was for GTA four, not five, but to work around how much just harder it is to be a criminal flat out period in this epoch.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like like every time you murder another person, the odds of your um the odds of your getting caught um increase exponentially, like by a factor of, you know, how many murders you've committed. One murder, right? Maybe you can get away with that. Two murders, your chances are now like halved like and that's the highball estimate and at right third there.
0: just start speed dialing your lawyer just put your hands on the fucking table so you don't look like, like they're already when the cops
1: come in they have already found you they're already coming for you it's over already they did not need to spend several billion dollars like, and right again now, that's my lowball right estimate now for a swat this guy
0: is getting like a boosty up from his favorite like co-swat guy to like peer through the window and see where you're trying to take cover behind
1: and like i know i'm nitpicking Right, I know I'm. I know I'm being like kind of a douchebag. Like, right now, here's why this
0: nitpick matters. My fucking book. It's because it sort of impacts some of the character writing because because this almighty technology takes up so much space. I, like things like they can just detect where the murder happened and when. Like I'm I'm fine with the recreate computer world, but they're fucking handling. Things, but the detective sometimes sucks so much. <laughs> it's kind of incredible. It like our be. lead girl endangers herself once every 15 minutes
1: after the first time i thought she was (sighs) they write her in such a way which is just has seems to have absolutely no regard for her own well-being right almost like a naive almost childlike disregard for her own well-being and you know she's drawn to be really short and kind of like girlish looking i was absolutely certain she was 14 or whatever and that was just like a fucking anime thing it's just yeah okay there's a 14 year old it's, it's like okay cool Child like, Prodigy, I, like I watched, i'll rock with it whatever. i watched case clothes before whatever um no she explicitly states her age to be 23 a few episodes in oh, by and i way, think i actually just yelled fuck you at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> by the
0: way, if, uh, if you're a uh, 23 or older and you're not in the uh, double fbi by now what are you really doing with your life like
1: I think we took a couple we took a couple minutes to um to work out if a twenty three year old um could plausibly find themselves in, you know, the whatever the Japanese version of the FBI um Oh god. I I, I was going to say future crimes unit you know, I'm pretty sure that is just minority report. The uh mm. the you know, the wee the woo device gimmick. So what we, uh, we figured we devised, out uh, you know,
0: detail. So what we just sort of lowballed it. Uh, sometimes they do have those internships. We just go straight into the
1: NSA out of college. If sure, you're like a yeah. comp sci or linguistics guy, I'm, I'm not really sure how old uh, Edward Snowden was when they snapped him up. So I don't know. Maybe it was tw- you know what? Fine, fine. I'll buy this. Even like I will even if even, even if it does skew a little bit on the younger side, I can suspend my disbelief for this. Whatever. Um, yeah. But. But then you have her, like, going wander off when wandering off when she knows there's a serial killer about. I don't think she's unarmed. Um, the first time it didn't fucking matter didn't, she didn't because she just got planted by a car. <laughs> okay. The people who make media need to realize that when people get hit by cars, it's really fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just like an object entering
0: out of frame at high speed, speed. and causing slapstick action like, to Like It's occur. absolutely
1: tragic, right? If someone gets hit by a car and dies in real life, right? Absol- complete tragedy. Really, really sad when that happens. And I... Every single fucking time I have seen someone get hit by a car in media. I don't know what it is. It's never not been funny.
0: It puts a smile in my fucking heart.
1: I think at this point I almost unconsciously associate it with Isekai too. Just, you know, oh because yeah. I
0: remember the the age of the Isekai truck meme and all that.
1: I think someone got hit by a car in super bad once and it was great. Um Oh, that's a fun ass movie. Oh, I miss that. I haven't seen that in a while. I don't think um, the motives of the main characters aged particularly well, um, but mm. the banter was really funny.
0: The banter was really funny. Almost as funny as the existence of the Challenger. <laughs> they have this one figure, John Walker,
1: who... Um, There's a walking Haruki Murakami reference.
0: He is a walking Haruki Murakami reference. These guys reference, are
1: big and- on Haruki Murakami, holy shit. Uh, whoever what, did the manga, or if this is an anime original, I think it's an anime original, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, this guy, this guy no fucking loves Haruki Murakami. It's all over the place.
0: Yeah, they are super into it, and um, it turns out you can get through two literary degrees and have never read Haruki Murakami, and, you just, and I just sit here sort of questioning what I've done, the only what way, I'm doing, what I do next.
1: The only way that it is not just an abstract... Um, an abstract adaptation of Haruki Murakami's works is that the main character has not entered the dream world and immediately gotten a blowjob yet. Mm-hmm. And if you read Haruki Murakami, you were hopefully laughing at that joke right now. <laughs>
0: we're throwing out a, um, he's a popular author. It's not a two percenter. We're throwing out a four percenter. Okay. This show's intentionally most amusing feature is that when you die in the um, Reconstruction world, you, you die do not, in real life. No, you do not die in real life, <laughs> and he and they just fucking. I mean, you know the gag has been done before, and all you need is kill or even in fucking big order. But it some things are evergreen, and sometimes just while he's trying to figure something out, just watching his death montages, it's it's entertaining. You have the nice character drama frame of okay, I'm gonna figure out the situation, watch him progress to it. It's not like watching someone play fucking Bloodborne for the first time and then yeah, they start learning to dodge.
1: I guess Fate Zero is kind of like that, like you know, he keeps dying, but he but he remembers everything, right? When he dies in Fate Zero, ah, uh, and in in this he does not remember anything, so that's the. Uh,
0: oh yeah, but he's the great. Detective. But he's the great
1: detective, and I. I the subtitles, right? We are given um, "Great Detective" is not uh, made a proper noun. I think it is meant to be a proper noun, though. I'm. I think you're right on that one. Uh, it, it's like it a, is just a gimmick that exists within this within this universe. It's a it's a um function of this universe, rather. I guess.
0: Yeah, it's like being a uh, conductor or code monkey or White House aide. <laughs> But yeah, overall, ID Invaded gets a recommendation from me. It's a. Uh, I actually go, we didn't actually go over the animation much. It's a good looking show on the whole. I think. Oh
1: yeah, like it. It looks fine.
0: Yeah, it looks it looks fine. It looks fine.
1: There's nothing particularly um inventive about the uh the art style. The animation is it's it's fine. There's a whole bunch of digital effects that are kind of fun. Yeah. You know, whenever they go into Wee Woo World. Yeah. Um.
0: I think they thought. They were making a very heady series. It comes
1: out as pulpy fun. It's, it's it's fun certainly. I I would not call this. Is it an intelligent series? I'm gonna steal
0: something that you said during our viewing of this and pretend I came up with it. This is a show whose reach outpaces its grasp. Yes. Mentally.
1: Quite a bit at times, and only subtly at other times. It's um, it's got a whole lot. On its mind, I will give it that. Um,
0: It's almost a tradition on Wii
1: U Hell at this point where when you try... (laughs) When you try, no, absolutely. And I absolutely really respect this show because this show is a lot of things. And you know the thing that it is not is cynical. And I hate cynical media. Yeah, like, I, I hate can... cynical, lazy shit. And this is not cynical and it's not lazy. It's definitely not shit. I'd I, I read it good. Yeah,
0: if this was a Writer's Room product instead of an adaptation, I could really imagine a lot of conversation starting with, what if we? Yeah. And I was, and I always like that. You yeah,
1: know? no, I um, it, it, it's quite imaginative in that way.
0: Overall, this gets a recommendation for us. I mean, there's a lot of shit. You can watch other shit, but I don't know. This won't infuriate you. No one tries to fuck their
1: sister. No one tries to fuck their sister. That's like, uh, depressingly...
0: That's where the line is. It's
1: depressing that I have to... It's depressing that that recommends the show. But yeah,
0: this is a sister-fucking-free zone. Sisters can walk around without fear of molestation in the most literal sense.
1: However, daughters...
0: Daughters... They get to face
1: the big papa.
0: (laughs) They get to face the big papa. Yeah, um... If you're a daughter in this world, you better... I don't know. Knock if you buck, I guess.
1: <laughs> you better tell Diamond Dallas Page to get a suck chase <laughs> So then they'll have the balls to face me. Oh, man. Fun fact. Scott Steiner got beaten up by Del- Diamond Dallas Page for saying that. That was an unscripted promo that he gave in the Dying Days of Oh, yeah. They went of right Nashville. at it afterwards. <laughs> backstage. I think Scott Steiner got the better of that picked fight. A fight. Because yeah, because Scott Steiner is a fucking cartoon character. Look at him. cartoon character steroid monster is more
0: relevant point
1: oh so here's the thing i've gone my entire you know my entire not life i've known who scott steiner is for you know a number of years now right and i've gone that entire time thinking that the dude's probably a total chud not exactly he delivered a promo when he said he delivered a promo at some point where he declared that they should stop building a wall uh for mexico to keep the Mexicans out, they should build a wall up in Canada to keep the fucking Canadians out. <laughs> Cutting oh. a promo on, I don't know, a heart or something. I'm sure. That's a good question. He's an impact right now, right? I think he's an impact. Oh, no, no NWA. He has been an impact. I think he's with NWA these days.
0: That's a fun show. So to appreciate Wii Hell, I guess you have to, you know, just watch anime, read translated Japanese literature, watch most wrestling shows.
1: Just, or if you can't find the time and that's understandable, just watch Super Cuts of Scott Steiner promos on YouTube. Or just learn to enjoy the dulcet tones of my voice. Not mine though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you want to? Just... I'm surprised that any of you people listen to this show. You have to
0: listen to me. Are you going to go through the rest of this episode like a fucking Woody Allen impersonation? Because it's an option. Just know it's a very intentional choice.
1: <laughs>
0: I feel very, very strongly about this. We feel very, very strongly about this next show. Um, I guess before we go into it, we should go into uh, Sam Legos thesis on the nature of the word anime at this point.
1: It's not limited to Japanese animation. Um, honestly, I'm kind of paraphrasing Jeff Thu because he convinced me of this, but now anime is more of a <sighs> larger than a genre, smaller than a medium, kind of a movement at this point. Like I would if consider you went to art
0: school, I think the term would be aesthetic, an movement. aesthetic.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's more of an aesthetic movement. Um, sort of, it's less easy to define anime than it is to sort of, um, it's, it, it, it's kind of a, it's like porn, you know, when you see it, um, such to the point where I would consider, you know, a show like Avatar The Last Airbender, right? Obviously, that is an anime right there, right? I would
0: follow Yonder on Cool.
1: I would also argue that uh, Steven Universe is an anime. Um, while it does not quite have all of the, um, you know, the aesthetic that we associate with anime in common, right? It is... Very much an anime kind of story. It has a number of those tropes, you know, kind of uh, flying around, though.
0: So the heart of this argument—tell me if I'm getting this one fucking wrong—is that basically, if you're in the sort of lineage of ideas, there.
1: Yeah, I would say it. so. Okay. Fair enough.
0: So yeah, we're gonna talk about a show that fucking wh- whips ass. It's called Castlevania.
1: It came back for its third season a couple days ago. We just sat. We just uh, literally just now just binged half of it. Um, we it would have been the whole thing, but you know the night you know we don't have all night. Unfortunately. I haven't
0: gotten myself fired yet. I have some savings. Let's just get myself fired. Just get fired. <laughs> just get fired. Is that simple? We could knock out two episodes a week. <sighs> have you more stories out there. By the way, read Own Goal by Denard Dale, next issue of Clark's World. But okay, let's make this about Castlevania. So, I have a minor bias. When I get home, there's a little statue of author Warren Ellis that I bow towards three times a day. And then I break the head off the statue and scream, give me your secrets. Give me your secrets. Why do you hide from me? And then I curl up into a little ball and I go to sleep until the next day when I make a new statue of Warren Ellis. Photorealistic accuracy.
1: And the prog cycle begins anew. I like him, too.
0: Sam likes him, too. So yeah. I think
1: he is the best comic book writer of all time. And, yeah, I, hot take, I think he is actually a little bit better than Alan Moore. Not by a ton, but I think he likes the thing, right, more than Alan Moore does. And that has made his work all the better.
0: You know... Alan Moore is wonderful. Mm -hmm. When they have these Top X dialogues, consistency always comes in. Oh, yeah. And Alan Moore has a story that ends in a fish orgy. So Ellis will take the consistency point. That being said, Warren Ellis is the... Head writer or exclusive writer, whatever. The way that it's described, it seems like he just has the book, or whatever. Yeah, I
1: think he has the book. We'll 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 call it that.
0: Central writing force behind Castlevania, which is an adaptation, yes, of the video game series of the same name. Which specifically
1: I... it was the third one.
0: Yeah, specifically the third one. Though he, interestingly, the the creature designs just sort of take their pick of shit. Which is I think fun. I
1: think he played all of it, or at least the um the art team. We're not going to give Warren Ellis the entire credit here because you know like production of stuff is a team effort at all times yeah Yeah, yeah. dozens
0: dozens and dozens of nerds were involved in the creation of this product. the
1: visual look of this product it's very very clear that you know they played most of these games you know the first thing that kind of struck me about castlevania besides the fact that it was good right uh because that was that was a big surprise right there is that it manages to be good despite being a pretty like direct adaptation like my 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 whole thought about video game adaptations right is that if you're going to adapt the video game right then get yourself sort of familiar with the world that you know that video game exists in and then tell a story in that world right because the plots of video games are ultimately pretty linear and pretty given to you go to this thing you do the thing, mm. um, you go to that thing, and then you do the thing, and then you know you do you go to that thing, you know point C there, right? Doing things along the way, right? And it just is not very much. It's, it's not given to um to a narrative where it's all presented to you rather than you interact with it, yeah. right? But with some tweaks, right, by having half of it be a British sitcom, um, <laughs> they more or less seem to um. It's been. You fucking since i've played it they more or less seem to directly adapt the plot of um of castlevania 3 uh dracula's curse or yeah
0: it? it's strikingly um
1: i mean the new season is um fundamental not is that, because they kind of ran out of dracula's curse to adapt after the end of the third se- second season yeah they're like,
0: either on track to a game i haven't played in the series or just doing their own thing
1: now I think a couple of different games. I think that's what they're doing now. Because like I, th- I think Hector has he's like the main character of one of these spin-off sequels to Castlevania Three. It's
0: unfortunate we'll never get Dawn of Sorrow because that would require them to
1: age the storyline far
0: past every relevant character being dead. Mm. I like Trevor. Trevor is fantastic. Trevor has kind of had it. Yeah, when it comes to this series' relationship with its source material and video game adaptations have a long history of being terrible, so I'm surprised they took this attitude. I would, in my heathen heart, describe its attitude as Protestant in that there is a very literal attachment to the source material and then they add a bunch of their own shit. Mm, okay. And it totally works. Like as you said, they attach a British sitcom. There's also like a ancient politics type show weaved in there. Any of you watch Rome? Did you enjoy Rome? A lot of Rome is in there. <laughs> I liked Rome. Rome I think I think
1: Rome was more than just the porn that they accused it of being. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, that's another thing where I would
0: know, I know it when I see it. And first off, it clearly cannot be porn because American porn is in a much more deviant place than Rome was. <laughs> what is happening? Like
1: they bathing naked in cow's blood, and just, yeah, kind of, it's like, yeah, but is it really that fucked up? Is it really, really that fucked up, yeah.
0: man? Three seasons deep. Do we just talk about the things we? Do we have to like set the baseline? Do we have to. Yeah. Leave so the so let's um so
1: let's um. Let's give him the, uh, not the entire story up to now, but the uh, Castlevania, the show Castlevania, because if I said Castlevania just in abstract, is a show, no, Castlevania the show is um, a story kind of about um, Trevor Belmont, right? The the last of the Belmonts, at least of this era, spoiler alert, there will be more, Mm -hmm. Um, there's always more.
0: The Belmonts do not believe in condom use.
1: Uh, they do not. I am afraid. Um, and he is, he is out on a quest to kill Dracula. Dracula is out on Blah! a quest to kill um all humans. Um, I dig it. As the church had found and executed his mortal wife. Um, also on a quest to kill Dracula is his son by that wife, Alucard. Um, played by the dude who was Guy Speltar in. Uh, Star Galacta. That's fun. I like. I, I like to see that he's still getting work. He was cool. Yeah. Um, oh, joining wow. them is. Cipher, whose name I've never been, or whose last name I've never been able to encode, and man, does she do most of the heavy lifting on that team. <laughs> just like, you bring up, like, you just, it's, it's fucking like, you play D&D, right? If you play D&D, right? After a certain level, no, wizard wins, always.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she has really breached that fucking season three Katara threshold, but also she gets fire bending. But, you know, Trevor and Alucard have nice narrative niches to follow. Whereas, I don't know, she's just there to
1: fucking clean she's up Just hit. Fucking stack heads. <laughs> Ostaga, uh, the show, has had um, the finale, right, of the second season was, I want to say one of the best action set pieces ever animated. Oh, yeah, they set it to this
0: like, little iconic audio track from the game. Once again, I'm amazed that, like, for a good video game show actually cares about... It's like I always assumed that it would just go in its own direction if one of these things was ever good. But... No,
1: they're always doing callbacks to the games. Like, always, always, but, yeah,
0: always. The thing that's kind of interesting about this show is that it's essentially a high-concept, action-heavy, blood-and-guts version of dealing different models of dealing with grief, yes, and that is kind of crazy.
1: And it's um, it's all of the various different kinds of grief too, like dealing with you know the death of a loved one or the death of God, even um, the loneliness of separation from one's family. The um, you
0: yeah, like the death of your own inner idealism, yeah.
1: The um, the death of one's innocence. It's it's a show about. All of the various deaths that we die, right um, as we go through life, and the right and wrong way to deal with these <laughs> with systems and
0: things. Yes. Now, Trevor's coping okay as of season three.
1: He's having some trouble in one. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> I think I think Trevor right resonates. He, he was a character designed to resonate with our generation because he's just drunk and tired all the time. Just all the time. Even when he's being productive, he's drunk and tired. Or if he's not drunk, he's hungover and tired. Mostly I mean, he's you know, just He wants tired. to
0: enjoy himself, but every time he tries, he just thinks about climate change hanging over his shoulder. and <laughs> Is, Oh, God, there's another fucking election happening. He has to deal with that shit, too. He's
1: um, he's uh, voiced uh, pretty magnificently by um, Richard Armitage. Um, who I believe was the uh, Red Dragon Killer on Hannibal.
0: By that man of Vampire Horse. Oh, he's so fucking
1: good. Um,
0: yeah, there isn't really a clunker voice performance in the main cast. I, I like that about this. <laughs>
1: Especially not Peter Storvar's Godbrand from season two. Godbrand! <laughs> oh, oh, man. This, this, here's, that was impersonation. Here's this... um. This great thing about this show, right, is that Castlevania has this very like this entrenched kind of mood and aesthetic to it and, you know, um it's very melodramatic and, you know, kind of this fun Japanese take on gothic horror and shit, right? Yeah, I
0: think symphonic metal meets community theater, which I guess is just symphonic metal. symphonic metal. Yeah.
1: Um so there's that Shots fired. And then um you get that a whole lot, and then Anytime there's a dialogue scene, you're reminded that this is written by Warren Ellis. And then it's back to the, you know, the, the Castlevania aesthetic. And then comes right back to uh to Warren Ellis. And you Ooh. get this sort of fun cadence from it that I very much like. Uh, if you're not familiar with the work of um, Warren Ellis, I would call him, I don't know, like the Aaron Sorkin of comic books. Except um he's way 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 more down with the euphoria that's basically the entire rest of his career
0: euphoric castlevania is unapologetically unafraid every time the church appears in this narrative a priest looks around the room and says i know the situation isn't fucked yet and i'm here to make a difference
1: (laughs) which i enjoy a great deal um yes he also has this um this great way of having Oddly, kind of silly bits of dialogue appear.
0: Oh yeah, he definitely knows how the exact amount of that stuff he can cram in it's, without crossing that sort of bathos line. It's it's a
1: very like kind of Gene quoi thing That's it's very him. It's very hard to describe, um, but it almost feels kind of like um, not like a Simpsons gag, really, but just people stumbling into a silly part of this conversation I guess is how I would describe it I think
0: one reason it works well is that he tends to try to weave it into character beats yeah like the whole there's a, there's a joke early on you might name that fucking episode after it where it's just Alucard a sitting at a table he's suddenly he's been talking to these dolls a little gag to himself and he says oh my god I am losing my mind <laughs> and you know that's just fucking funny on its own but also just relates you know the experience he's going on through emotionally <laughs>
1: It has this way of being very very subtly kind of um kind of heartfelt. It's kind to its characters in a uh, in a way. I mean, it's very cruel to its characters in another sort of way. But exceedingly
0: uh, to specifically just Hector
1: to whom Oh man, what a fucking
0: god's rectum just opens up above his head. What a life. And rains the fury of a chipotle marathon upon him. <laughs> It says you and your humans. It's not like he did any
1: more to deserve it than any other villain. Um this show is also mostly villains, which is interesting. Like I wanna say out of the main cast, sixty percent of it could be um called some sort of villain or not. Maybe even seventy percent of it, it could even, be uh even yeah, you could even describe the plot generally as Bad
0: people running interference on each other so much that, <laughs> that they run through. It's almost a moral
1: statement. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, the second season of the show, the thrust of it just seems to be um that <laughs> the bad guys are all so busy sniping and plotting, uh, yes, and yes, you know, like uh, being evil at one another. You know that the good guys are allowed to sort of enact their good plans. Not entirely unmolested, but, you know, such to the point where if, I think if, like, they all had their eyes on the prize, <laughs> then this wouldn't be so much of a problem.
0: Yeah, I think the, um, what we get from here is that um, the war between good and evil is a lot like a basketball game. And all the parts really have to be working together. You can't have your center forward trying to throw some three throws. It's like you know?
1: a boxing match. You know, one-guy touch. <laughs> imagine. I can't do it again. <laughs> imagine, if you will that you're Dracula's forge master getting
0: the piss, piss beaten out of you by vampires. in of this fucking show <laughs> oh. good god by the way man I know this because just bloodborne hard ripped a lot from Castlevania but boy do I get some bloodborne flashbacks going through this one.
1: Oh yeah like especially with uh, all the fun monster designs in this show the fun
0: monster designs also just seeing priests up the bad shit just mumbling no 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 don't mm, do it don't do don't it don't do it, it. <laughs> And and you know, the church just looks at that button and their hand hovers above it the, and then they mash <laughs> that MF. <laughs> they Until both it like breaks. and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, the action is still very compellingly done in this show. I think we covered that, but I
1: It's hard to say that much about it other than it's real fucking nice, but it um it has this like I said, this is a very unapologetically video gamey kind of series, right? Mm-hmm. The action represented in it is very very video gamey right um and it works to the series advantage in a way where it would just uh detract in something in a, in a lesser work
0: it's interesting yeah i mean video gaming is usually a pretty direct
1: r- burn in action now, choreography terms and i'm trying to think like what works about it so well I think it's because they don't—they um, don't really belabor it too much. It's just like, yeah, Trevor uses a whip that makes people explode. It's fine. Go I'll with. Put it. put my nerd.
0: I'll put my little um, action nerd hat on for Go a for second. It. So a few things work for it. For one thing, there's a pretty consistent sense of geography. Like, think about that library fight in season two and how much effect that is—a spiral staircase and etc. Mm-hmm. Fits into things that makes a big difference in a lot of fight scenes and a lot of mediums. I like, think about how. The difference between how much you enjoy, say, I don't know. Let's go back to wrestling. You know, there's so many cage matches that don't need to be cage matches for any reason.
1: Yes, yeah, especially when people interfere.
0: Yeah, it, it, it sort of avoid it sort of avoids that syndrome. Or um, another example might be the hallways from Old Boy, or the hallways from. Um,
1: not long back, um, the raid two, the raid two, the raid one, Daredevil. Most hall- most good action scenes I've, most of the best action scenes take place in hallways. I have found. There's that hall of mirrors in a game of death.
0: But yeah, the ge- geography is very good. Um, they spent money on it, which is something that oh yeah, it's it's nice to see landscape. that it looks good. The two um masters that's often hard to serve at the same time in action is having people doing uh, cool stuff and have there be a sense of challenge or grounding. Mm -hmm. And they do a good job of avoiding just clean stomps most
1: of the time. Yes. Um, Except that one fight that was really cool that you sort of got the sense that, like, yeah, they were totally cleaning up. Like, it was Mm -hmm. at the end of season two because, you know, they needed needed to get them over before they faced Dracula for the belt. Yeah, yeah,
0: they... (laughs) If you don't watch anything else from Castlevania, I was going to say watch Season 2 5, but no. Watch Castlevania. Just Fuck watch you, the whole you thing. you listen to an hour of my
1: voice. It's not that long at this point. Like, at this point, it's it'd be like committing to book one of Avatar The Last Airbender. You'll have a party.
0: Anything you want to uh, say to the people furiously tip-tapping at their keyboards over your expanded definition of anime?
1: Hmm...
0: Because I feel like this is an ongoing argument across. It is
1: something of an ongoing argument. I don't know why people get so worked up about it, um, dude. Form can
0: inspire arguments that content cannot even touch.
1: I think. I think it's because
0: that's what I learned in college.
1: I, I think it's because um, people are very much attached to the idea that like something has to mean something, and you know, like when you open it up to all these things that are not like the traditional way that it is, then you know, what does it even mean anymore? And I get that. That's the argument that gender essentialists make, um, but whatever. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that if you don't think Avatar: The Last Airbender is anime, that you're a gender essentialist. No, no. Sam is saying if you don't think Avatar is anime, you're a turf. That's essentially what Sam is saying. I do understand, right? The um, the ethos here, but I do think that uh, mediums evolve, um, right? So. What the definition of anime might have been in, say, 1985, um, what like 30-ish years ago, right? Um, mm-hmm. A little bit more than 30-ish years ago now, is going to be very different from what the definition of anime is in 2020, right? Because in like 20. 10. And there's examples even before this. I mean, like, um, Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, that that was like 2004 to 2008, I want to say. Uh, Big O, right, was a co-production of America and Japan. Um, that was the late 90s, early 2000s. The, the,
0: specifically the Big O revival that happened after the initial um, cancellation was a yes. partnership between Yeah, that is correct. Was it Toonami or Adult Swim? I think it was Adult Swim. It was Adult Swim. Between Adult Swim and Eon no. Studio.
1: yes, Adult Swim, yes, um, right? So they, oh, had, they, also had a com- they also had a manga revival to coincide with it. It was right? a nice touch. Yeah, like, Aon Flux, anything animated by Madhouse. Hell, the fucking boondocks you could consider anime, right? The, um, because... Wait, because... is there an excuse for me to talk about the boondocks and weeaboo help? Because I will hijack this entire
0: fucking show of hold making on, the boondocks Hold on, hold on,
1: let me finish here. Because of how huge anime has become amongst folks from outside of japan it now i think has grown larger than just japan right so uh work does not necessarily need to be from japan to be considered anime right it It just sort of needs to have that dna present in it and like it's not even art style because like Pandian stocking does not look like anime i mean it kind of does a little bit if you've stroked out recently I guess, like, it, it it looks more like a demented American cartoon. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> Which is, you know, the whole idea, but...
1: Yeah, uh, that is, it's, I mean, yeah... Pandian stalking visually has, you know, more in common with various different adult swim shows than it does with
0: By the way, that show I is I don't know,
1: you show. Weird enough
0: and influential enough. I think we should maybe dedicate a fucking half F to talking about that one at some point.
1: I'm gonna have to watch it over again. Just like the entire fucking thing. It's only 12 episodes.
0: It's a party. It starts slow, but it's a party.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's where it gets its points taken off because like I it took me a good third or so of the series for me to become invested in it and like since it's only 12 episodes, like three or four count for a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, it was, it was very good once it got going. Oh, oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing before we go for today. Um, at one point early on in the pipeline, um, this was going to include a, uh, this episode was going to include a, uh, a segment on Isekai Quartet.
0: Yeah, we were going to try to watch Isekai Quartet. And if you had loaded a needle with laudanum mixed with morphine and just injected it right underneath my eyelid, you could not have put me to sleep faster than I fell asleep during Isekai Quartet. I like, wanted to be Trump... angry,
1: right? I wanted to be angry. Yeah, I couldn't I... be angry, I was just too bored. Yeah, they have taken
0: w- me to a place beyond anger. To where- I wanted
1: to, thro- to froth, right? I wanted to froth at, you know, seeing this genre I hate, you know, grow to the point where it now starts to react to itself, right? And I couldn't because it was just a bunch of, you know, simply animated characters just kind of in a room making in jokes about the shows that they're from. Uh, and is- I didn't. Fucking care, and I love Konosuba. Here's like the weird fucking things. I absolutely fucking love Konosuba, right? It's I, I think it's an endlessly funny show.
0: Yeah, but this thing fucking just robs it of charm. Like if it had just
1: except darkness, it's hard to fuck off darkness. Okay, that
0: gag is unscrollable. Like, yeah, most but...
1: most like any any gag on you know both Konosuba or oddly enough Isakai but... Quartet involving the character Darkness fucking knee slapper but every throughout
0: time. The entire fucking Isekai guy quartet thing. I, even the fucking character Aqua, who's usually a pretty simple translatable joke, I my eyes would just start lolling to the back of my head. And I would think about just counting sheep and watching them jump over fences. And suddenly, instead of 8 o'clock, it would be 6 o'clock the next day, and I need to get to work.
1: Uh, it's, it's, I, it's almost... Right, the show is predicated on the very easily sold premise of, you know, okay, what if all these characters from your favorite shows... Talk to one another. What would they think of one another? It turns out the answer is who cares? Who cares? Who gives no, a who shit?
0: Cares? Not me. You've done a glorified adaptation of those four-panel comics they put in as a bonus at the end of serious manga.
1: Well, here's the fucking thing: is that Azumanga Daio is an adaptation of those four-panel comics that they put in at the end of serious manga, right? And it's one of the funniest anime ever produced. So it's not like you can't do this.
0: Sure, sure. I remember. I remember old, like, Gundam volumes that come with one, and... They, it's really weird having jokes. Gundam
1: having jokes at the end of it, like, light-hearted four-panel jokes.
0: I remember they tried to make jokes about multiple characters, but always come back to fucking Domon Kashu, because he's <laughs> such a fucking...
1: <laughs> what a fucking Chad.
0: High-key caricature of a human being, and yes, a fucking Chad is the term described, Domon Kashu. And... um.
1: Oh fuck, we've gotten the entire episode and I haven't been able to call anything a simp yet. That's like the new slang that I need to use before it becomes outdated.
0: Ooh, is there anyone in you know, um spoilers for uh id. What was it id invaded? Yeah. Spoilers in... for in Id, Id invaded. The gravedigger's assistant is kind of a simp. Kind of a simp, yeah. He's like an assistant serial killer because he wants to fuck.
1: <laughs> it's interesting that way. Like I, I I like the idea of a decompressed serial killer, right? Is that
0: just what all the sort of what's your turn, what's your what's the word you have to use? Allosexual. Is that just what all our behavior looks like?
1: A lot of the time, yeah. yeah just, I've 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 once said that, you know, an allosexual will be writing home from the award ceremony where they received, you know, their Nobel Prize in physics or whatever, and then will drunk text their ex. Ah uh, Such is
0: the way. <laughs> So the Mandalorian. That is the way. This is the way. I was close. I was close. <laughs> this is, is the, the way. way. Thank you all for listening. I'm Denard Dale.
1: I'm Sam Lego.
0: You've been watching. Well, listening to. You've been listening. You've been to listening to Weeaboo Hell. Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell. Industrial Q. By wow, speaking of fucking industrial cues, have you heard that fucking song from Doom Eternal yet? Oh, my God. Um, is, is, this, is there, like, a new Doom game out? Yeah, yeah, Doom Eternal. It's a, is this, is it's this a direct it... sequel to the last one. Oh,
1: so it's, not, it's just not just called 2, it's called Doom Eternal? Yeah. Okay.
0: Which I guess makes sense, since there's already, like, a Doom 2 and 3 and 4 out there fo- fucking floating around. C'est vrai. But it, I don't know, it's called The Only Thing They Fear Is You <laughs> and... <laughs> And you could treat endocrine problems with this thing because it will just inject testosterone directly into your body. Check the dish out.